Welcome to More to Come, PW Comic World's bi-weekly podcast on graphic novel and comics publishing. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly and Co-Editor of PW Comics World. And I'm Heidi McDonald. I am also Co-Editor of PW Comics World, as well as Graphic Novel Reviews Editor for Publishers Weekly and the Editor of Comics Beat, the news blog of comics culture, www.comicsbeat.com. And I'm Kate Fitzsimmons. I'm their podcast producer. I write for PWCW, and I am an editor over at Comics Beat. This week on More to Come, uh, CBLDF gets a resolution of the case, the manga obscenity case in Canada. Amazon removes Yaoi titles and then puts them back. Avengers vs. X-Men, <laughs> the event is coming. <laughs> and the Womanthology, the Comics Anthology uh, Kickstarter project, and some new news around it. All right, well, off. let's start yes. off with let's the CBLDF uh, winning a big case. Uh, yes. This yeah. is the manga obscenity case in which a... Uh, it's pretty horrific. I mean, we, we don't even like to think about our, our friends to the North Canadians. They seem so peaceful and, you know, healthcare loving. Except uh, when it comes to manga. Yeah, well, except when it comes to border crossings by yeah. Americans, apparently. And, uh, so there was an unnamed, well, now he has a name. What was his name? Ryan Matheson. Yes, was, uh, crossing the border mm-hmm. and they stopped him and asked if they could look at his computer. He gave them the password. They spent the next four hours looking at his hard drive until they found some, uh, what they deemed obscene child pornography manga images. They then kept him in a jail for like three days. Yeah. Uh, three days and charged him with child pornography. Uh, which Over the basis of one, one dubious image. One image. This image has now been seen everywhere. Yeah. Uh, you, it is not, it is like love is. I mean, it doesn't even have any genitals in it. It is a, a takeoff on sumo positions that, uh, a famous chart of sumo positions that shows sexual positions. But, I mean, it is unbelievably not dirty. I would show it to my mother tomorrow. Sure. I would walk around with a picture of it in my pocket, and apparently that would make me a child pornographer. So, uh, but luckily, uh, he's not being charged with child pornography. No, and luckily, um, the CBLDF, uh, got involved along with a Canadian organization, uh, that's very similar. Uh, what is, oh, the Comics, uh, Comic Legends Legal Defense Fund. Um, it, it took upwards of $75,000, uh, to defend this man. Uh, thankfully, the, the, the CBLDF and the, uh, Comic Legend uh, Legal Defense Fund were able to raise a good chunk of that money. Uh, apparently, uh, the young man still, uh, I mean, he's a software engineer. I think he's in his mid twenties. Um, I mean, it, it, he was not even allowed to use, was, a, com- use a computer. He wasn't, he wasn't even, a, he wasn't engineer. allowed to use a computer outside of work. His yeah. personal computer was impounded. And I think it's actually been destroyed. So, I mean, he did lose his computer. Yeah. I mean, it's really outrageous. And it's not only that, when he was in custody, testimony says that he was searched in a non-constitutionally valid format. Uh, he was denied access to counsel, he was denied food and blankets, and he, the police told him that he could be raped. And, no one, would, and no one would care. Yes. Yes. And he, he was a rest. So it, it, it's really uh, an awful story uh, inappropriate. that could have happened to any one of us yeah. uh, innocently, innocently making a trip to Canada with our laptops. Yeah, I mean, I so guarantee... Take your laptop to Canada. I guarantee I have... Well, I'm going to TCAF in May, so yeah. I'm a little bit worried because I have that image on my computer right now because I downloaded it. And I have other things that I don't even remember. I have 300 gigs of crap from the last 10 years on my uh, computer, and I guarantee there's something that that's some right. yeah. bored Canadian 
who, a customs official exactly. would think was pornographic. Who among us uh, couldn't end up in the same situation? Yeah, so, um, and he was, I, I think you just mentioned he plea bargained down to, he did have a customs violation and that yeah. you, but it has not, it's a decriminalized customs violation. Yeah. So, yeah. so, you know, congrats to Charles Brownstein and the, and the crew and both, Absolutely. both uh, ends for uh, this poor young man, but, you know, very cautionary tale, especially with TCAF coming up. Quite a few books were seized last year at the border, and um, more That's to come crazy. on that, I'm afraid. Yeah, and so this is why we need to support the CBLDF girls. Yes. Well. So yes. CBLDF.org, um, go there and uh, make a donation. Uh, now, on another uh, bizarre uh, incident where basically comics were essentially seized or removed, um, Amazon was at work again, um, Basically, uh, uh, halting the uh, ability of digital manga publishing to, to uh, but well, basically they canceled its publishing account and took down all of their comics, claiming um, that they were in violation of some sort of decency standards. For the Kindle. Yes. But they didn't tell DMP yes. exactly what this violation was or how they could avoid it in the future. They simply said, if you violate our standards again in the future, you will be yanked permanently. Um, but they haven't said what this violation was or how DMP can avoid it. Hmm. Well, you know, once again, like Canadian customs officials, people at Amazon seem to have a lot of spare time and which they can go around looking for things to ban. So... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, it just makes their day. And, uh, and then when they change their mind, they rescind their band. Mm -hmm. And uh, they don't seem to feel as though that any sort of explanation or uh, uh, you know, should be issued. So... Uh, not not a, a great day uh, for DMP, though certainly they're happy to have their titles back online. Mm -hmm. uh, but come on, Amazon. Uh, yeah. There's got to be a better way uh, to talk to publishers if, if you think that there's an issue with them. Or, come on, man! Or just ban the ones that are violating and not every other comic they've ever created just for daring to have the same publisher. You know, and, or try to have some standards. At least let give people a chance to meet them. Uh, and and tell them why it's your banning. to yeah. operate in the dark. Um, yeah, yeah. So, but you know, it's still a big, wild, fuzzy frontier out there, and nothing seems to get people more excited than dirty Japanese comics. Oh so, no! Okay. Um, so, it's got naked uh, people, and it's yeah. from Japan. It's extra dirty. <laughs> well, <they're, laughs> actually, it is. But anyway, yeah. uh, moving on. Next sure. week, uh, we see Marvel uh, try to claim the crown from DC with their AVX Avengers vs X Men big crossovers launching. Uh, and they're really going all out with this, the marketing-wise. Let the marketing begin. Let the marketing begin. Well, it already has begun. And uh, they say pre-orders. Uh, they've been conveniently leaking out everywhere that their pre-orders are over a quarter million, which would uh, give Justice League number one a run for its money, uh, but certainly be the biggest comic of 2012 thus far. Um, they're doing so many different things. They're having encouraging retailers to have parties. They're doing a huge overship, which means you're practically getting half the print run for free. Um, they're doing a coupon program where if you buy it digitally, you get $5 to go to a comic shop, but you have to find the comic shop that near you and takes the coupon. But, you know, it's the thought that counts. Right. Um, so I, I, I personally have almost lost track of all the crossovers and books. There's a lot of things coming out. And, Hilariously, uh, they have a book which is just, it's called Avengers vs. X-Men vs., mm -hmm. which is apparently where they are quote-unquote 
putting all the fight scenes. Yes. <laughs> Pure fighting. None you of that what? subplot. No plot. All the fights. Like, yeah. conversational I, panels and plot buildup. Let's just get right to Well, the there choice. is. A, there, yeah, you know, I think there is a lot of very fun <laughs> marketing uh, uh, opportunities for this. I mean, you know, are you for the X-Men? Are you for the Avengers? And, uh, you know, they've done a lot of this. Which side are you on? That worked for Civil War back, uh, back during the olden days there when they oh, had, you know. this is more wacky fun times. Yes. Than, that, you know. Yeah. Then are you in favor of um, registration. Gu- Guantanamo or not. So, yeah, mutant registration. So a little less uh, subtext there. But, uh, you know, props to Marvel. They're they're going all out, and, you know, can they do it? The thing I find really interesting is I haven't seen a lot of buzz from actual comic fans yes. about this book. Right. Which is a, a very uh, interesting dichotomy between this and New 52. Like, for better or worse, New 52 had a lot of grassroots buzz. Right, A lot of Absolutely. Like, fans like, getting really upset and really worried. And all I'm seeing on the ground from fans is just sort of like, oh, it's another event. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. look, it's got Avengers in it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the X-Men are in it also. Have yes. you heard? So, But I mean, maybe people just see it as a tie-in to the movie. I mean... No, but it's not. Yeah. It has nothing to do with it. It has nothing. Well, you do, Cal. Cal I, clearly, I do. I, I, mean, I think but, you see it as a tie-in to the movie if you're not following the comics. Yes. Well... What can I say? I mean, I, it is interesting that I just think that these two events are kind of being mashed together, whether they well, should be or not. Well, obviously, the Avengers are huge also, right. so you I know, mean, it makes um, a lot of sense because Marvel doesn't do tie-ins. They only a, do tie-around. Okay. Marvel does, as opposed to, do you know, really what DC did was, I mean, really, really put their whole program. Might you know, main. They put know, all their might and main behind this yeah, and yeah. said we're going roll so, the dice. So. You know, they're, they're, maybe there's some reason why uh, I will people say aren't paying as close attention. That Marvel does do tie-ins. They are having a tie-in coming out uh, in digital format. Yes. Coming out every week for like a dollar an that issue is. online digitally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. So they are doing. They're Marvel is uh, Marvel was stung by the new Fifty Two, no question about mm-hmm. it. And you sure. know, coming in number two is not a place they're used to. So they are <laughs> ro- trying to roar back. And you know, next week we'll begin to see how how big the roar is. What will be very interesting, though, is what happens a month from now when Avengers vs X Men Two comes out. What will the numbers be? You know, once there's no party. Exactly. Yes, without the party. The party's over. <laughs> the well, it, it's looking to be a big summer for Marvel. Um, is, when, when is the when is uh, Infinite, May, Infinite May, when they, Oh, when Infinite's coming, coming out? out. Well, you know, and the movie's coming out yeah, and yeah, everything. And I mean, so, but, you know. Actually, those, they're starting in April, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're starting in April. So, the movie's you know, coming. Yeah. So, you know, the, you know, we'll be talking about Marvel, believe me, um, more than, more, maybe perhaps more than we even have been in recent months, but. Yeah. Their time we shall see. is coming. Yes. And um, now, okay. on to Next. independent comics. Womanthology. I think this is probably about the fourth time we've talked about this anthology. But, yeah, but it just new news. comes. It but there is some away. news around it. I mean, uh, if, if just to remind uh, those who may not be, if you've been living on another planet, uh, Womanthology is a Kickstarter project uh, launched by uh, Renee Deliz. Um, uh, managed to, uh, well, started out to make $27,000. Um, and raised over a hundred thousand dollars. Uh, turns out now it looks like it's going to be an ongoing series uh, at IDW. Right, it's going to be an ongoing series, a mini series, a theme, just mm-hmm. as the uh, anthology was uh, 
was themed for heroism, um, they're going to have like science fiction and other genres mm-hmm. that will be like miniseries. And it's an anth- ongoing anthology. Mm-hmm. And unlike the original uh, book collection, the contributors will be paid, which is um, exciting. Why do they call it womanthology? Because it's all female. <laughs> and not only are all the creators female, and do they focus on female characters, but the entire um, support staff, you know, the colorists, the letterers, everybody. The editors, yeah. I'm going to this launch party. Uh-huh. Yes, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Who says there are no women in comics? Yeah, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> nobody around here. No. Not in this office. Yeah, Not so it's actually been a pretty uh, quiet week uh, for news. Uh, so that's all we have. I, I think actually one of the reasons why it's been so quiet is that convention season is well upon us. You know, like last yeah. time Calvin and I did our On the Road uh, South by WonderCon report. And this yeah. weekend is Emerald City Comic Con. Uh, the weekend after that is something else. The weekend after that is C2E2. Then we have MOCA, Stumptown. Uh, Heroes Con, uh, TCAF, uh, yes, it's just, yes. the, the, and getting closer to the granddaddy of them all. Uh, April and May are just the busiest months of this, of the comic season. But the as thing far is as, that, uh, comic cons. They have go. a lot of cons going on, but they're not the big cons that the publishers like to make announcements at. So therefore, it's got the uh, drawbacks of both. The well, I'm really, really busy. And it's not prime announcement. Well, I wouldn't say that. I mean, definitely C2E2, they're going to, they C2E2. always, well, they, C2E2. They, they, C2E2. and, you know, Emerald City, I know they're, they're doing, you know, a few. Like an Emerald City or a C2E2, they would definitely, or a Heroes Con. Like the big regional shows. I mean, not so much a Mocha or a Stumptown or a TCAF, but, but, even there, uh, this wasn't even on our topic sheet, but it just mm-hmm. came up. But yeah, I mean, yeah. even yeah. there, you have like the three mainstream shows, then you have this parallel indie circuit of Stumptown, Mocha, and TCAF. So, you know, everybody's on the road. Absolutely. And these shows, the shows like TCAF and uh, Emerald City and Stumptown, they, I mean, these are stories that are just universally being praised by yeah, everybody. Absolutely. They're great shows. So, There's no question. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, on to the briefs. On to the briefs. Um, well, DC appears to be doing its best to get back in the headlines again, albeit not <laughs> on purpose. In their wisdom, the creators and editors over at DC have decided that it would be a wonderful plot twist if we find out that in this new 52 universe, the happy, loving Amazons of Paradise Island, a.k.a. Themyscira, actually, secretly, uh, rape and massacre men three times a century in order to produce the next generation. Now, while this is in line with classical mythology, it's typically not how Amazons were presented in the DC world, where they were, you know, sort of a utopia. But Wonder Woman herself is shocked, I say, shocked to find this out. Because somehow they managed not to tell any of the younger generation on the island that this was going on. I don't know. Don't go into that shed, girl. <laughs> so to give you... And what's all this talk about semen? <laughs> Able-bodied semen. <laughs> what they would do is they would, you know... <laughs> rape some guys in order to get the next generation of babies. Uh, on a boat. Can you they, say that on, uh, uh, on a podcast? Uh, Hopefully so. so. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So to give perspective, this is the equivalent of finding out that Ma Kent was a serial killer and, and not in an Elseworlds, but in the <laughs> actual true. real universe. 
I go think, DC. And well, get I, it on at the point I of think, a spear. You know, they really should, if they want to do mythological illusions, why not have all the superheroes with their young catamites, you know? Like, uh, <laughs> all the gods had young lads that they, oh, so, you, you know, right. anyway. Just but, I mean, the thing that gets me is that they were shocked, shocked that anybody would be, like, upset and angry at this, and they had no idea why oh, anyone they would find shocked. this misogynist. They, they knew that. Well, they yeah, knew that going yeah, I think they, they expected Well, you know, it's, it's a very Rick's Cafe sort of shock. Yes, exactly, exactly. Anyway, we busted in on your briefs. I'm sorry. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's no, that's that's fine. Um, and Maybe speaking, sell a few issues. <laughs> let's hope not. Um, speaking of shocking things, the Rubin Awards have finally decided to expand to a web comics category, or. In their words, on hyphen line <laughs> the last, comic strips. The last hyphen. This is the last hyphen in the in the online world. <laughs> Way to go, Ruben. <laughs> I imagine that they still have a hyphen between E and male. As well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but we joke, we joke. But they actually have some fairly good nominees. Uh, their nominees are The Oatmeal, Penny Arcade, and Scenes from a Multiverse. Uh, the new comic by the creator of Goat. Okay, moving on to older creators. The creator of Akira, Katsuhiro Otomo, has unveiled his plans for his first long-form manga in over 20 years, which will be coming out from a undisclosed shonen magazine. And also, he has just come out with his first comic in about six years, a eight-page comic called DJ Tech, No Morning Attack, an eight-page story. In indie comics news, Avatar Comics has revealed that their convention trailer, which contained all of their promotional materials and their booths and all of their books they were planning to sell at conventions this year, has been stolen after WonderCon. Uh, what anyone's going to do with a trailer full of Avatar books, we don't know. But <laughs> but it's a crime. It really is. It really is a crime. And it was, and and we didn't have it. So yeah, whoever we, took those yeah, books, yeah, you're, you know, on. you're on notice. And it was more to come. it was stolen from the parking lot of a comic shop too. Just to add, I mean, it's it it's really it's, kind of it's a crime that really hits home. I, I, it you know, really is. Yeah, it's, it's, that's not that's not good mean night. and cruel and unusual. This is a small press. Yeah. This is not like Marvel or DC who can eat the profits. <laughs> so, not that we're saying go out and steal Marvel. No, yeah, no, don't steal anybody's. Yeah, don't steal anyone's books. But but I mean that they are particularly hurt and will be. Particularly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, have trouble making up the losses. Yes, I mean they do. They have yeah. more copies, but I, I mean that's it's a crime against the the tribe. Yeah, so yeah. whoever did yeah. this, we're we're on your, so your against team comics. Yeah. and and so. comic shops. If anyone tries to vend you some right. lightly Somebody used Avatar comics, Avatar comics, <laughs> call well, don't yeah. call us, but call Avatar. <laughs> well, the famous manga Lone Wolf and Cub. Oh, yeah. is going to be made into a Hollywood movie, which would have me very concerned, except that the director who is attached to it is Justin Lin of uh, Fast and Furious and Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift fame, who has a tendency to cast actual Japanese people as Japanese people. So he may Too get it right. Yeah. I know, I know, it's this amazing. Will go, this will never go anywhere. Yeah. What a Putting concept. Asians in, a, in an Asian, you know... Movie? You know, movie. Yeah. Uh, adaptation it's revolutionary. of an Asian book. Yeah. 
Why would you want to do that? Why would you want to appeal to the Asian movie market? You know, which is sounds guess, like Lynn Sanity. Which is, yeah, right? All right, bad joke, but, we'll, yeah. but I couldn't stop myself. Oh, and one more piece of news: uh, the first promotional uh, material for the Green Arrow television series has come out, and we have found out that it will, has now been retitled simply Arrow, <laughs> and his costume contains no green at all. Okay. He's the uh, houndstooth arrow, or That's the right. you know seersucker, or the pinstripe, <laughs> great pinstripe arrow, or the in this case black arrow. Uh, no resemblance to the you know cheesy pulp novel. Who knows? And now it's on to books. All right, Kate, well, you have a book this week. I do indeed have a book. Uh, Brian K. Vaughn has come back from his comics exile with the hotly anticipated book saga and I have read it and it lived up to the hype. It was really, really good. Um it is a bargain at forty four pages for three dollars. You don't hardly get that anymore. And it has amazing art from Fiona Staples. And to give you some idea of what goes on in this comic without spoiling the rest of it, um our hero and heroine are Alana and Marco, a young couple in a Romeo and Juliet type situation. If Romeo and Juliet were smart enough to run away and <laughs> get the heck out of town. Um, instead of this potion business, yeah. Yes, instead of this whole, like, suicide nonsense. <laughs> um, where they are on opposite sides of a galactic-wide war, and uh, she's from sort of a more sci-fi culture, and he's from more sort of a fantasy-ish culture and she has wings and he has horns and they have decided to make a baby uh, and are running away with the adorable infant who has both horns and wings and hotly pursued by bounty hunters from both sides. Yeah, this is, uh, I, I really loved it too and I, I think, you know, the great, it has great a lot of style. It, it has a lot of style. It just does it's a great job. But it also just did a great job of laying out so many plot threads, so many characters, and like, and, and just the, like giving us characters that we hadn't seen before that yeah. have a lot of, you know, mm. like different, well, like yeah, they're you, far from scary. You feel uh, like you know the characters attention. and you feel like you know the plot right away, but it doesn't feel crowded. It doesn't yeah. feel cramped. Mm. Like, and as you know, Bob, Giant exposition drop. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that is definitely yeah. the best uh, floppy comic I've read in quite some time. So I would agree, and I like floppy comics. I have a few uh, upcoming books that I wanted to mention just that were across my desk. Uh, Star Wars: Darth Vader and Son by Jeffrey Brown is a book of cartoons based on what if uh, Darth Vader uh, had a four-year-old Luke Skywalker with him at all the great scenes of the trilogy. And you know, pretty much if you put a small child in any of the scenes, it is funny immediately. Uh, and uh, this is actually an official Star Wars tie-in. So the fact that Lucas Films was hip enough to license a book of Jeffrey Brown yeah, cartoons sure. is is kind of cool. Um, really, com- coming up cool. in a few months, uh, actually not available yet, is a hardcover, full color edition of Teen Boat. Oh, this is really uh, awesome. He is Teen Boat. He is the uh, the angst of being a teen, the thrill of being a boat. <laughs> this is the the book by uh, Dave Roman and John Green that kind of tributes cheesy, uh, you know, after school uh, sitcoms. And uh, it, it was around in mini comics form for a long time, but now they've gone to a uh, full color uh, book, and uh, it's um. 
that's really all it is. The angst of being a teen, the thrill of being a boat. It's about a young boy who could turn into a boat at moments of stress. Well, lots so, of really clever pictures. Yes, yes, exactly. And finally, another book that just came out from Vertigo. Oh, that's uh, finally gone, come out? For, uh, yes. Gone to America, by, written by Derek McCulloch, with art by Colleen Doran and Jose Villarubia. And this is uh, the story of uh, three different generations of Irish immigrants to the United States. Uh, some on a boat, some on a plane, some coming for uh, fame, some coming for uh, fortune. And uh, all of them uh, intersecting in different generations. And I'm a big fan of Derek and Colleen's work. And um, they don't disappoint here. It may be a little bit of the old Irish, uh, a little to the Irish. But um, aside from that, you can't really get away from that. Other than that, a, a pretty uh, interesting kind of mystery supernatural story. Yeah. And um, as anyone who is a Colleen Duran fan knows, this has been in the works for many years. And it's great. And it, and it looks it. It looks it. The art is amazing. Uh, gorgeous. All right, and I'm going to uh, close out here with, uh, I'm going to talk about two uh, Kickstarter programs, and I'm gonna, the first one I'm going to talk about is really one that's just for kicks and laughs, um, um, uh, Zenoscope is trying to raise $175,000 on Kickstarter to animate their Grimm's fairy tale oh, series. God. There you go. John Schnepp is the director uh, with Titmouse Animation Studios. Is doing I'm it. on the tip. There you go. Um, uh, they, they do a lot of other things, too. Don't they do uh, the Venture Brothers and uh, some of the other? Yes, other, they do. They some do. of the MTV um, yeah. uh, Adult Swim comics. Yeah. Uh, this is the badass version of Grimm's fairy tales. If you feel like uh, the Red Riding Hood movie or the upcoming Snow White <laughs> movies did not have enough ladies naked... There you go. This will take care of that problem. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So, so yeah, definitely, the, definitely fills a niche. This is the uh, bodacious babe version of uh, Grimm's yeah. fairy tales. And uh, director Schnepp says that uh, one of the premiums uh, for twenty five hundred bucks, you get to hang out at the animation studio, and he'll make you a grilled cheese sandwich. Ah. So you wouldn't want to pass that up. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, and uh, this is this is a really interesting book because it's also going to have a print component to it. Um, pa- para e comic. Uh, which is a play on, uh, really on the words or uh, the, uh, the sort of anagram uh, pa- uh, para-econ, which is about participatory economics. It's, it's a, it's a uh, they're out to raise uh, $8,000 uh, to publish uh, this comic. Uh, it's written by Sean uh, Michael Wilson, uh, probably best known for putting together that incredible uh, anthology of, um, of independent and alternative manga. Uh, what's, what's it? Axe. Axe. No, Axe. Yeah. Uh, and drawn by Carl Thompson. It's really kind of a history of left-wing politics as seen through the light, life of, uh, left-wing a- activist Michael Albert. It follows his life from the 1960s to the, uh, to now through all the various, uh, political uh, situations and his own evolving political philosophy and, which is, which is a challenge to the capitalist system. Um, the, uh, the name of the book Power Economic really is a is a playoff on Power Econ, which is kind of his version of left wing politics, participatory economics. So it looks like a really uh, entertaining look at very serious political issues. They're out to raise about eight thousand dollars. I think they've got about twenty four days left in it. So head over to Kickstarter and and give both of these projects some consideration. And uh, really, it's a good philosophical fit for Kickstarter because yeah. I don't think. It would do well in the uh, <laughs> typical market-based economy, but you know, with a more 
yeah. participatory. Oh, and what I should also mention is that the, the, there are obviously uh, like a lot of kick, or like some Kickstarter projects, they're they're trying to raise supplemental funds, uh, you know, to, to for the artist and the writer. But the book is actually going to be published by Seven Stories Press, really an excellent independent press uh, here in New York City, uh, run by Dan Simon. Uh, they are uh, they are going to actually be publishing the book eventually in, in the print version. So uh, it's. You know, Help them get going and help them finish the project, and you've got a great publication coming down the road. Yeah. Okay. So does that is that sum up for this week? That's it. Yes. I guess that's uh, the. But you know, there's always more to come. Yes, there's always more to come. All right.